morning and welcome to Sidman United Methodist Church and welcome to those of you who are joining us online as well. Um, we are going to start today with a hymn of praise. Praise to the Lord the Almighty and it's number eight in the hymnals or the words will be on your screen. for Sidman, but the charge announcements on the 29th, we're going to have the anointing of oil um, and special prayers for leaving the UMC and joining the GMC. Um, and then on 8, um, on August 6th, is the circuit rider service, um, 9 a.m. at Dunlow for prayers, then 10 a.m. Beaverdale for the sermon, and then 11 a.m. Sidman for communion, followed by cover dish dinner outside under the pavilion. Any other announcements? Okay, so trustees and church council will be meeting briefly after church today. Anything? We will be looking at doing the yard sale probably on August 12th. Yeah, that, that's Saturday, whatever that weekend, whatever that day works out for me, I think. It is. So yard sale tentatively on August 12th, so if you have anything to bring in, is it open? It's open, um, and you can donate anything back there. Um, any, anything else? After uh, that covered dish, um, uh, just think about what you might want to bring if you're going to be attending. We'll provide, well, the church will provide those paper plate packing um, and some wear and so on. 
And if we don't get anything really signed up as far as me, then we're going to go and maybe get like some kind of a tray of chicken or something from uh, one of the grocery stores. All right. Churches providing plates, silverware, napkins, etc. Um, and depending what sort of donations we get, um, we'll go from there. Anything else? All right. Um, please stand and join in the affirmation of faith, which will be Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8, and we will read this responsibly. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. And seek him with all of their heart. They do no wrong, but follow his ways. You have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. Um, you may be seated, and would the children please come forward for the children's message. Do you think they'd fight pretty hard anybody that tried to take you? 
Concerns. Um, for Kelly Bangus, she's going in for surgery on Thursday. For Sherry, she has prayers before the Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before you on this Sunday morning in this building that we come together to gather to worship you. We thank you for the opportunity to do so living in the country that we do. We have that opportunity to come and worship you and we thank you for that. We thank you for all the blessings you bestow on us for we know that everything we have comes from you. And we thank you for safe travel that that has been allotted to everyone through the this summer period and we ask for continued safe travel for those who will be continuing to travel the remainder of the year. And we thank you that Carl will be coming home shortly, back to the United States and, and back home for our short visit. And we lift up Kelly and Sherry, Dave and Thomas for continued healing, 
successful surgeries and continued health improvement. And we lift up all those church members who are not here. And for all the silent prayers on our hearts, Lord, you know what they are. We pray for our country, our military, and those leaders that, that just lead us every day. We thank you for this, and we raise up these names in your holy name. As we pray the prayer you taught your disciples so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Will the ushers please come forward to collect our tithes and offerings? morning that he wouldn't be here as he's feeling under the weather so keep pastor bruce in your prayers as well um, that he feels better scripture reading is john chapter 3 verses 14 through 21 and in the pew bibles it is found on page 913 just as jesus hear the word of the lord just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness 
darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. The word of God for the people of God. Uh, like I said, we got a text early this morning that, that Pastor Bruce wasn't feeling well, but he did ask us uh, two weeks ago that if we would give a brief update on the mission trip that Taylor and I participated in back in the end of June. So we're just going to extend that a little bit. Um, we did send Frank some pictures. They're kind of not in any particular order, so we'll go over what the pictures are. Uh, but the trip in general, um, we've been, Colleen went in, I believe, 2009, and she went in 2009. With Taylor and I, one of us has been going since 2010, minus the two years for COVID. Things have changed dramatically at the home, um, mostly, actually, pr pretty much all for the better. Big change this year. Every year we go, there's typically seems to be a new building or, or a big new project. This year, we found that they built a beautiful chapel on the orphanage. Um, and this, it's not very big, but this, this place is beautiful. And we were able to attend church with the kids that Sunday morning that we were down there. They bring in a pastor and a Bible school teacher. I would say most of the kids attend. They're not required to attend. And all of the workers that are in the home, because there are workers in the home 24-7 to watch the kids, as well as a driver, they all attend the church service. The pastor uh, leads the church service. I don't understand a lot of it because my Spanish is very limited, but um, they do a typical church service for about a half an hour. And then the kids probably, say 10 or 12 and under, go, to, go with the, the lady that comes to teach Bible school and they have Bible school for uh, about Sunday school for about a half hour. And then all the older kids and adults stay with the pastor in the chapel and continue their church service. So that was really special to see, um, as well as the attendance that was, was there. The, the trips we used to go on were more project-based. We would, I know the year Alex went, we painted the outside wall of the orphanage. The wall is block wall, probably 10 to 12 feet high with two courses of razor wire around the top of it. And it's a four acre orphanage, so it's a pretty big wall. We didn't paint the whole thing. But painting with oil paint in 100, 105 degree heat is, is not a very pleasant project. Um, but lately they've been just wanting us to help with the kids while we're there and spending time with the kids. We still do a few smaller projects. Um, Taylor and I are tasked every year now with cleaning the few air conditioners that are in the home. There's a couple in the office, uh, one in the computer lab, one in the social worker's office. So there's four or five just wall unit or, or window unit air conditioners that we clean filters and, and whatnot. Uh, one of the big things we are tasked with this year was the baby, which you'll see the baby pictures here shortly. Um, one morning, the, the two educators that were actually four educators with the, the what they call the Salakuna, which is probably kids three and under, they had training, so our group was, we watched 20 little babies for Oh, five, six hours, maybe. Uh, it's really, really fun. You're going to see a couple of little kids' pictures. Um, and then we measured up some stuff. They'll do a work trip. Typically, uh, February, April, a different group will go down, and they'll do a big project in the home. And the next project they're going to do is um, shelving in one of the rooms off the kitchen to increase storage. We do a lot of stuff with the kids, like I said, when we're down there, we'll watch them, we take them to the movies, which there's a girl, a new girl in the home, I don't know why she was there, there's various reasons why the kids end up in the home, but uh, we take them to the movies, this girl was probably 13, and she was so excited because this was the first time she's ever gone to the movies, so she was thrilled, she didn't know what to expect, them. it was just, it's a real treat to do stuff like that for them. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, uh, there's a little girl that kind of adopted me as Poppy. She called me Poppy all week. Um, you'll see some pictures of her. But 
she's probably three or four maybe. And so we'd get off the bus and we'd go to the movies and she'd grab me. If, if I wasn't holding her on the bus, she would grab my hand and, and uh, take me to wherever we needed to go. This is my first time in the movies. You go, the movie theater is beautiful. It's just like we have up here. So you go in and you have all those screens that show the show times and the popcorn prices. We go in this movie theater in the lobby and she pulls up two chairs and spins them around and sits me down beside one and she sits in the other because she thought that's what we were there to see. Says <laughs> so when we went in and we saw Elemental, man, she was, she was kind of blown away by, by uh, seeing the big movie screen and everything. And that was, that was uh, something special. So anything else you want to say before we run through the pictures? This picture, there is... Um, another thing that's been happening lately on the trips is um, because we've been going for so long and the trips have been going even longer than us um, is we get to see the kids grow up and now a lot of them we've seen like yeah, we leave the home and I'm sure we have pictures of it and that's probably one of my favorite parts of the trip is we see these kids that are 18, 19, 20, 21 and they're out in the world and they're, they have jobs and they you know have places to live and um, that's sort of a monumental task for them. I mean they're living in a third world country and they you know, don't have, you know, a family structure and they come from this, you know, home that's trying to give them the best life and to see them succeed and like really work hard at what they do is probably my favorite thing. So we have some pictures of that. Um, um, and we had like a reunion and everything. So that's been also really rewarding is because we've been going for so long to see these kids grow up and become successful and become adults and it's been really fun. Yeah, the average income, I looked it up this morning before we came, the average income for a family in Honduras is $600 a month. And things are not cheaper down there. So you go to a Wendy's to buy a meal, it's still $8 for, for a meal. Um, we typically like to take the workers out in the evenings when we go down there. Breakfast, we kind of eat on our own, whatever we pick up at the grocery store. Lunch, we eat with the kids. And then a couple nights, we'll take some of the workers out, for instance, the, the driver who is full-time lives on the orphanage in a small house in the corner. And uh, we take him, we took him to a nicer restaurant one time, and we asked him how often he gets to do this, and he said once a year when we come down. Uh, he can't, he said he can't really take his, I think he has two kids. One, one is older and has kids on his own now, but they really couldn't even go to Wendy's very often because it's, even though he's pretty well paid for in Honduras, unless you're pretty well, really well off, you really can't even go to a Wendy's or anything to eat because it's just so, so there's rich and there's poor. There's really no in the middle type of deal. But uh, well, this is the, there's an on-school, on-site preschool. Now they added it onto our bunkhouse. It wasn't there my first couple years or when Colleen went. But not only are those kids in yellow, you have to wear a uniform to go to school in Honduras. You don't have a uniform, you don't go to school. But those, not only is it, are those children from the home, they bring those children in from the neighboring community, which the neighboring community is not a very nice place. It's public ground. There's a river outside the orphanage. And the homes are whatever people can find to make. Homes out of plastic sheets, old signs, cardboard, whatever. And it, it's, we call it the shanty town. And they're all over. They run up and down the rivers through the city of San Pedro Sula. Um, so a lot of these children, probably half of them or a little more, actually come in from neighboring communities for preschool. And that's the group we went down with. Um, those were all recent grads or they're still in school at Mount Aloysius, except the second person from the right, that's Brianna Baker. She's spoken here before. She, she's the leader of the mission trips and she works at Mount Aloysius um, in their mission program. But they do learn English. I don't know what they learn in Spanish, but they do learn a lot of stuff. Uh, if you can see the numbers on the wall letters and it's just nice to see them uh, have that opportunity to do so. You can go to the next one, Frank. Any way to blow that up? That's, we, as Taylor said, we, took, we met the kids who left the home under good conditions, whether it be they just aged out or they went back with their families. Um, Forty of the kids were able to come for a reunion dinner at a restaurant and their families. And as Taylor said, there's been kids that we watched grow up 
particularly one little boy when Alex went in 2016, his name was Jesus. This kid was about this big and about eight, eight or 10 years old. Excuse me. He walked in and, and I could put faces to most of the kids, not names on all the time, but th this kid walked in, I, could, I couldn't recognize him at all. And he's probably two inches taller than me now, he's 17 years old. And I asked him on girl, I said, who's that? And they're like, that's Jesus. There, no way. And he came up to me and he knew who I was and everything. And I uh, got talking to him. He, he was one who left to go back with his family. Um, his family life improved enough that he could go back with his mom. And he's actually now hoping to go to college to become an architect. Uh, so that's really nice to see. But yeah, that's 40 kids who've gone on to lead successful lives in their families. Next one. Oh, this is Carlos. Carlos is, see, Sydney starts laughing already because she's met him too. Uh, Carlos is a very special young man. He had three sisters in the home as well as himself. They're all aged out. Three of them, Carlos and two of the sisters, were, they came back to, to the reunion dinner. He's actually now a chef in a French baker down there. Um, we have a picture of him, I think, in his uniform coming up. Speaks really good English, really uh, has studied hard to, to learn English. <coughs> and that's Brianna with him. Uh, he's always been special to the group. Just He's been in the home probably since, Colleen probably saw him there in 2009. He's, he's really a special guy. You can go next one. This is just three of the young ladies who went with us with three of the infants in the, in the Salacuna. Same thing, this is the, the little nursery um, with four of the little infants and three of the, the group members. various pictures of the, the little ones. Uh, we took down these little kites. Somebody donated kites. And notice they wear jeans. They wear jeans all the time. It's like 102 degrees real feel. 90% humidity. And we gave the kids these kites and they went running around for about an hour. Like nonstop. I mean, I don't know how they do it. But they really enjoyed the kites. That's that's looking out of our bunkhouse towards that building in the background. There's, that's the offices, the computer room, the cafeteria, and where the older girls stay. There's four different groups in the home. You have the Salacuna, which is the little ones, the Conceda, which is four girls and boys, four through 10. Then you have the older boys and the older girls. <coughs> so each night, we pick a different group and we have them, that's in our bunkhouse. We have them come to the bunkhouse and at the grocery store, we pick up whatever food they want to cook. Um, so they both groups pick pizza. So we had the boys come over one night, made pizza. You can see three of the young men making pizza. Uh, that's Mario. Superman's shirt is Luis Miguel, and that's Rohair on the right. We tell them we help them, but it ends up that they usually end up making all our food because uh, we don't do it to their satisfaction. They really like to, to help. But we do, we make dinners with the different groups each night. This little girl. We actually introduced, see, she starts smiling already. Uh, this is Taylor's buddy. Her name is Amanda Ashley. I call her Ashley. They kind of, they have multiple names, like we do middle names. Sometimes they go first name, sometimes they go last name. This young lady is the little girl we introduced you to about eight years ago. That was found in a garbage bag under a bridge. So she is incredibly intelligent. She speaks three languages. She goes to a trilingual school. She speaks English, Japanese, and Spanish. And some kids get the opportunity to do that because they have more sponsors. So the sponsorship 
um, program that they use, they, they spread it out. And you can say, I'm going to sponsor a kid. And you'll get assigned a kid. And they try to spread it out so everybody's even. But when we take a group down, you kind of get attached to certain kids. So she has a lot of sponsors. So she's able to go to a different school than some of the other kids where she can learn. She gets the opportunity to study uh, different things than the other kids do. And people often ask us, why don't they adopt the kids? Used to be that the system was so corrupt that when they would get adopted, and I'd say more often than not, they get sold into human trafficking. So people would adopt the kids and then they would give them out for human trafficking, sell them, whatever. So they, they totally nixed adopted kids. <coughs> That's changed now. Now you can adopt kids. But it still costs a lot of money, takes a lot of time. And if a kid has family, um, because the kids come in for different reasons, sometimes it's a bad home life, uh, sometimes they don't have anybody, such as Ashley. And so the kids that have family, even though the family may not be interested in having them back, those children are not adoptable. So if the, uh, a, a kid doesn't have a home or a family, such as Ashley, then she's adoptable. So there are ones that are adoptable and ones that aren't. But the system is still kind of corrupt where people will ask, the adoption agency will ask for more money and drag stuff out. So it still doesn't happen very often at all. That's no Amy. She's the little one that kind of adopted me and called me Poppy all week. And uh, she's just, she's, I didn't get her story yet. Brianna's going to give me her story so I can find out why she's there and whatnot. But we took the kids one day we went took them to a swimming pool and she got mad at me she would not talk to me all day because i thought we, we think it's because i played with some other kids and she did not like it she was not a happy little camper overnight she forgot about it and i was, I was okay in the morning i was back to being poppy <laughs> but she's the one in the movie theater that we said about watching all the screens. That's Carlos in his job, being a chef. Um, where We went one morning to the bakery and we ate breakfast there to support him. And the, the owner let him come out. He made us his French toast. That's his, one of his specialties. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, French toast, but a uh, really nice place. Really nice to see him successful. That's when we went to the pool. That little girl, we got them all a little ice cream, chocolate-covered ice cream. She fell asleep eating her ice cream. So that's chocolate cold. smeared all over her face. Uh, and one of the, that's Taylor holding her. Yeah. Yeah. So Taylor was holding her. She fell asleep eating this chocolate ice cream. Uh, and we're back to the... Yeah. So we're back to the... Uh, original picture of the thing, but we had a very successful trip, uh, minus having to land in a different airport because they closed the runway. Uh, in Reagan, when we were 100 feet off the ground, uh, we took back off and they're like, sorry, they closed the runway. So we landed in uh, Dallas and they gave us taxi vouchers to get back to Reagan to pick up our cars. And that's what we did in a nutshell. We thank everybody for their support. If you're interested in sponsoring kids, we can get you the information. And if you're interested in going, please let us know. Uh, there are funds available to help pay for it. Uh, it's an opportunity you won't regret doing. Yeah, um, they're very grateful for all the stuff, all the donations that we give. Sometimes it seems like small stuff. Sometimes it's like, oh, they need shampoo and they need, you know, Advil. Like, does that really make a difference? But that stuff can be really expensive down there. Um, and it's really nice for them to have stuff like that. Um, the kids get excited about it, and the educators, the workers there get excited about it. Um, so stuff like that is great. All the little games and stuff, they get really excited about that. Um, yeah, and if you have the opportunity to go, you won't regret it. Um, it's definitely an experience of a lifetime. And you think that, like, oh, the language barrier, like, what? like he doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. No. And the kids love him. They're, they're yeah. Um, it's, they're really good about communicating. And even, I speak some Spanish, but not a lot of Spanish. And um, the environment there is really, like, they know that we don't speak Spanish. Like, even the kids know that you don't speak Spanish, so they're really good at communicating what they want, um, which is mostly just for you to play with them. Um, 
and yeah, so the kids will get attached to you. And there's some people that have gone down, you know, once and you know they have a kid, but then we'll like FaceTime them while they're down there because we'll go down there and the kids will be like, oh, I want to talk to this person, I want to talk to this person, because um, they'll remember you, you know, a year or two years later. Um, and then, you know, we'll call them and stuff and you can send them down things. So, um, and it's, it's very special for them to have that connection um, because yes, they have like their educators and they have, um, you know, the people that they care about them and they take care of them, um, but to have a connection that's just for them that like they don't really have to share with anyone else is, is special for them and it really like helps them through um, some things. Yeah, Alex went down in 2016, I believe, and Jesus asked about him seven years later um, when he's coming back down. So. One thing we did get to do, um, Romain, who many of you have met, he spoke here twice before, he's a friend of ours from Honduras who's married uh, to another friend of ours. Um, he was down there for the first time since having getting married and having his two little girls. So their whole family went down when we were down there. Uh, they didn't go with us, but they were there at the same time. They took down eight bags of donations. Uh, total, we took down 15 or 16 bags of donations for the home. They took a separate eight, seven or eight bags. And because he has connections and he knows where we're allowed to go and whatnot uh, in the city, he arranged to give those donations out to the community, not to the home. So since we, Taylor and I, are the two most experienced travelers down there, except for Brianna, she allowed us to go, not with the group that day, but go with Romine and Amber into the community and give out those items. But they also bought 40 bags of groceries. Each grocery bag probably weighed 40 or 50 pounds, had a lot of basics. <clears throat> Rice, beans, cooking oil, cereal, to give out to this community. <clears throat> Hit a little snafu when the guy who was to arrange it for the community wasn't answering his calls. So we got to go into the Honduran police station, one of them, and uh, they arranged us to go into a park in, in the city, in the community, and give out this food, uh, clothing, shoes, whatever Amber and Romain took down. Uh, luckily, um, not luckily, but the police did stay with us the whole time while we gave that, that out. And we pretty much gave out all eight bags, eight suitcases of donations and, and 40 bags of groceries. So that was nice to see because that was in our 10, 11 years, the first opportunity we had to go into the city and actually see and give out donations to the people where and just to see how they really live. Um, so that, that was interesting and it was a great opportunity to, to spread that, those items of food out as well. And if you have any questions, let us know, but that's, that's all we got. So thank you for your time. And let us stand and join in this hymn of salvation, victory in Jesus, number 473. <laughs>
bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.